The Outpost Radio On Demand. Here's Art Young from The Outpost Magazine. One way to get boys and girls interested in shooting is to introduce them to this activity in the form of a school sport. Hi, I'm Art Young. I'm the editor of The Outpost. And our guest this time is responsible for starting a high school shooting program in the state of Minnesota and then watching it spread from coast to coast. Jim Sable, welcome to The Outpost. Thanks, Art. Good to be here. Glad to have you here. How did the USA High School Clay Target League get started? Well, um, it started back in 2001, shortly after I had retired. I belonged to the Plymouth Gun Club, and uh, uh, once I was retired, I was able to start spending more time at the club. And uh, one day, a semi-trailer truck full of targets that we had ordered arrived, and the uh, driver got out and came into the club, and he said, I need a couple of you younger guys to get into the back end of the truck and move those pallets to the rear. So, uh, and I could tell he was looking right at me. And I thought, my gosh, I'm retired, and I'm one of the younger guys. <laughs> <laughs> what does that tell you about our future? So uh, after we got the targets unloaded, I asked uh, one of the uh, uh, fellow board members uh, if he had any idea what the average age of our members was. And he didn't, but he had a list. We're a, a relatively small club. We have 150 members. And so we took a look at the list, and either we knew how old everybody was or we could give a pretty good educated guess. And uh, we we determined that the average age of our member in 2001 was 56 plus. Um, I uh, decided that I would contact the Minnesota DNR and and see if they could tell us how we measured up against other gun clubs in the state. Uh, well, they had no information like that. And since I came out of a marketing background, I said, I will put together a survey that we can send to these clubs uh, if you guys will uh, cover the postage on it. That way, we're both going to learn something from this, and we both have a little skin in the game. Uh, so we did that, and we uh, sent out the survey, and uh, we got a good response to it. And the first thing we learned was something that we hadn't anticipated, and that was 10% of the clubs in the state had already gone out of business, and another 10% were kind of hanging on by a thread. Hmm. Wow, yeah. So we, and the other, the, the last thing was that the average age of a gun club member in Minnesota was 60. So at 56, the Plymouth Gun Club was bringing the average age down. Wow. Um, yeah. So we th said, well, you know, this is a problem bigger than the Plymouth Sports Club. It, it's got to be statewide, and it's probably bigger than that. But we can only tackle one state at a time. And um, we uh, decided that we needed to attract young people in large numbers if we were going to save the sport. And um, uh, I hope I don't take up too much time here, but I, 
I, I was reminded at that time of way back in the gangster days when a fellow by the name of Willie Sutton uh, was arrested numerous times for robbing banks. And about <laughs> the fifth time, the, uh, the uh, agent that uh, had arrested Willie said, Willie, why in the world do you keep robbing banks? And he said, that's where the money is. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And you, and went to, it, you went to where the kids were. Exactly, exactly. We had to get into the schools, but before going to the schools, I uh, I uh, rounded up a few high school students and did focus group interviews with them and said, if your school was going to offer an activity like trap shooting, what would it take to get you interested enough to join? And the same two answers came up over and over again. And the first one was, I'd want to be able to letter in it like any other sport, and I'd like our team picture in the yearbook. So there was an old saying in marketing that says, if somebody is willing to tell you what they want, you ought to be smart enough to give it to them. Yeah, you yeah. sure did too. And now yeah. you started with that, that first year. Once you, once you, uh, I know it was not called USA High School Clay Target League at the time, but once you did that research with the kids and found out a couple of you know important things to them, what did you do then? How did you start rounding up uh, schools and and uh, how did you how did you get this thing rolling? You know that is a, a, a very interesting thing. The very same question was put to me by the president of the Plymouth Gun Club, and uh, and I said, you know what, I am not 100% sure how I'm going to do this yet. I've got to give it some thought. This was on a Saturday. On late Saturday afternoon, we have a service at our church, and I went to that service. I got there a little early, and I was sitting in uh, the bench reading those little ads on the back of the bulletin, and there was a little two-column, two-inch ad in there that said, if you have a special talent or a special interest and about one hour a week to share it with a student, we would like to talk to you. And it was signed by the uh, Community Outreach Coordinator from Orono Schools, which is right next to Plymouth. Mm. And uh, so I uh, called this woman up 8 o'clock Monday morning, and I said, I saw your ad in the church bulletin, and I would like to mentor five kids. And she said, this is wonderful. And I said, well, wait till I tell you what I have in mind before you decide if it's wonderful or not. I'd like to teach these kids how to shoot traps. And uh, she said, my word, the Lord really does work in <laughs> mysterious ways. She said, I had a 14-year-old girl in my office that told me she wanted to learn how to shoot, but she didn't want to kill anything. And I said, don't worry, I will find something for you. And she said, um, I had absolutely no idea where to start. And do you know how long ago it was that she was in my office? And I said, I would have no way of knowing that. And she said, about a minute ago. Wow. And she said, here you are calling, and can you come out here right now? And so 
I did. I dropped everything and uh, buzzed over to the school, met this girl, asked her if she had any uh, friends or siblings that might be interested in joining the program. She had a younger brother that definitely wanted to join the program, and they uh, had four other friends that wanted to. So the program was launched with six kids from Orono schools. They weren't all high school kids. They were some middle school, some high school. And so what what does your state tournament, uh, just in Minnesota, I know it's it's coast to coast, but what does your state tournament in Minnesota look like now? Well, it is huge. Uh, the program doubled year after year after year, and we went from six kids to 13, 13 to 29, 29 to 104, 104 to 257. This year, we've got... Um, uh, just under 400 schools involved in the program, and we'll have uh, upwards of 7,000 kids participating, making this the largest shooting event in the world. Wow. Now, this is fascinating, uh, particularly the grassroots aspect of it that, that suggests that a lot of people could do this if they will invest the time. Now, do boys and girls compete head-to-head in, in the competitions? Exactly. Uh, this is the only activity in the entire USA uh, that is what they call gender neutral. Boys and girls compete on the same team, as do adaptive students. We have uh, students in wheelchairs that are on ex- the very same team. Wow. We include everybody. That's great. Now, now, these kids do they do they typically? Uh, get scholarship offers to go to college, or how does that work? You know, they're getting more and more offers all of the time. Uh, and at our our state uh, championship, uh, this year it is going to be an eight-day event running from June 14th through June 21st. And we're having more and more people request booth space at it and colleges and uh, post-secondary schools uh, of all types, technical colleges, trade schools, um, are wanting to reach these kids. And so that is one of the, the really neat things out of it, that there are so many scholarships coming available that, that uh, are helping these kids make it through. As we all know, college has gotten so expensive. Uh, one of the girls that I saw that I know is graduating this year uh, is going to the University of Alabama. And I said, my word, how in the world did you pick Alabama from way up here in Minnesota? And her mother answered right away and said, it was the full scholarship that did it. She's going to be <laughs> shooting for this school. That's great. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the full is. ride would get my attention. Having had a oh. who's thirty-seven now, and uh, he got a scholarship for music, but it boy it saved a lot of money. Yep, yep. Well, yeah. Now, now tell me where the USA High School Clay Target League is now. I know you started it in uh, in Minnesota, but where is it now? Well, it started out as the Minnesota State High School Clay Target League. And if anybody would like to uh, see more about it or learn more about it, they can go to our website, which is mnclaytarget.com. 
And uh, uh, one of the things that they'll see on there is if they're interested in getting more information about starting a program, we have a uh, a little segment on there that's uh, just simply called Five Easy Steps to Starting Your Own Program. And um, uh, the program actually started expanding when kids from Wisconsin uh, started asking if there was any chance that they could join one of the border town schools of Minnesota. And we said, you know, it would make a lot more sense if you had your own league. And uh, so this year will be the third year that Wisconsin has had their own team or own league. Uh, the same was true on the other side of the state with North Dakota. Uh, same question, kids from Grand Forks wanted to know if they could compete on East Grand Forks team. We convinced them that uh, starting their own program was really the better way to go. And so thus was born the Wisconsin State High School Play Target League and the North Dakota State High School Play Target League. And that's when we decided that we needed to have an umbrella organization, which is the USA High School Play Target League. And under the umbrella are all of the other states like North Dakota, Wisconsin. And as of this spring, we have uh, 12 states that are in the program now. Um, That's great. That's great. Well, tell me again the the website uh, so someone can reach out to you and and maybe get their own program started. Sure, I think uh, if they go to the mnplaytarget.com, they will uh, they will see the website. They'll uh, see everything they need to know about the program, and um, uh, we have one uh, thing on the website that uh, is. Uh, called In the News, and any time we've uh, uh, had an opportunity to talk with media like with you today, we put it on the website so a lot of people can share in it. Well, good. I'm glad if somebody's listening to this, uh, welcome aboard. This is this is a fabulous program. Teaching high school kids to safely shoot and compete on sporting clays courses has been the subject of this time's On Demand. And uh, joining us from Plymouth, Minnesota, a beautiful part of the world, has been Jim Sable, who is the executive director and president of USA High School Clay Target League. Thanks for all you do, Jim. Okay. Thank you, Art. It's been a pleasure. Hey, I'm Art Young, and we'll talk again soon. The Outpost Radio On Demand, from the On Demand page of theoutpostlife.com.